Even when you try to maintain a healthy diet, it can be tough to get all of the nutrients you need for long-term health. Care of makes it super easy and even fun to figure out what vitamins and supplements are best for your diet and lifestyle. Go to takecareof.com and take a short quiz to get your personalized vitamin recommendation. Use offer code AMR at checkout for 50% off your first month of vitamins. This podcast is brought to you by Audible.com, the internet's leading provider of audiobooks with more than 150,000 downloadable titles across all types of literature, including fiction, nonfiction, and periodicals. For a free audiobook of your choice, go to audiblepodcast.com mother. Welcome to another Mother Runner. This is Sarah in Portland. And this is Dimity in Denver. Now, Dimity, we are recording this on January 8th, but as people are listening to this, it is the day we are running Tinkerbell Half Marathon in Disneyland. Woohoo! Um, we will we'll be dressed as Queen Elsa from Frozen, both of us, in our white uh, Tough Girl tutus. So um, tell me how you've been talking a little bit, how your training's going. Why don't you tell people how, how your thoughts wait, on Wait, wait, your... wait a second. Okay, so for first of all, we're just wearing our white Tough Girl tutus. That's I it. Know you're, you're in charge of the outfits, Sarah. Yeah. No, no, I'm not going to blow the whole thing. I'm not going to tell them about too much. You've got to save oh. the surprise for the pictures and... Oh my goodness, it's quite okay, elaborate. Because I mean, I don't even wear you know my sports bra with no top on. So for me to run like you know just you know topless, oh, it's not just. I'm not going to go down the list and tell every single detail of what we're wearing. But but there will be. I will say that there will be um, snowflake temporary tattoos involved and a capelet sewn by none other than your dear husband and Saucony tank top and oh some glitter in our hair. And oh, we, we, we've got so much. Mm-hmm. We've got so much. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, yes. Uh, okay. Okay. So, because I think Disney would kick us out if we ran topless. Yeah. Uh, you'd ever <laughs> be invited back on the grounds. It's not very Disney esque. Yes. Um, yes. So, but, but your training. Hooters starts a half marathon. If Hooters starts a half marathon, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, anyway, anyway, my training. Yes. Yes. Let's talk about this. Holy cow. It is really challenging for me to just run to just to just train for a straight up running race Uh i i find myself very um i mean i don't know if bored is the right word but i just it it feels very um what's the word just taxing taxing yeah it feels very taxing to me right now and i don't know if it's because everything else feels taxing. I mean, you know, I had my little like hallelujah chorus going on yesterday because my kids finally went back to school. Uh-huh. Um, I, I have to say, you know, we're, we're queen Elsa of Elsa. frozen, mm-hmm. the polar freeze, yes. those poor mothers who, um, you know, you go through two weeks of holiday break and you live for that Monday or in my case, Tuesday, or if you live in the county over in that case, Wednesday, <laughs> um, that your kids go back to school. And then it's, you know, negative 16 below with 60 below wind chill and the school is closed for, <laughs> right. you know, another like... two or three days. And you are just, I mean, I've gotten a couple emails from, from moms in Minnesota and it's just very funny. Um, one of my friends is like, 
okay, my kids have put the guinea pig on the remote controlled Jeep and are giving it a tour <laughs> I of love the that. house. I, I love that. Oh my gosh. That's like, they need to then put like a, one of those go cams or whatever on top oh, of the GoPros, GoPros, GoPro. GoPro on top of the guinea pig's head. That would be so hilarious if they like went under the bed and they're like, Hey, look, there's something we've been, you know, there's that Lego set we've been missing for months. <laughs> exactly. Well, it's funny you should say that because I got a GoPro for Christmas, Sarah. You did. Oh. I did. Well, I got it. It was a very nice present, unexpected, from my mom and my stepdad. I mean, oh. um, and um, it was given to our family. Mm-hmm. But John, my stepdad, was like, yeah, I think you should do something um, for running with this. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I, I don't know. I mean, I was. I, I think I will bring it to Tinkerbell just to see if mm-hmm. I can do something with it. But I think it's a little jolting if I put it on. Well, I don't, first of all, I don't know if it's going to fit on my tiara. <laughs> but then I don't know if you want two hours of up, down, up, down, up, down. <laughs> the know? good thing is, though, if it's on top of your head, then everybody gets like a bird's eye view of the race because, you know, you're oh, like seeing yeah. above everyone. Because, you know, if you put it on like a five foot two runner, it would be like, oh, and here's the back of somebody else, the back <laughs> of somebody else. And you'll be like, yeah, looking down on the crowd, this is what it looks like. Exactly. Oh, bird's eye. This could be, you could be dimity for 30. <laughs> 18.1 miles to see what it looks like. <laughs> oh my gosh. I think, I, th- I think I'll bring it. I mean, it could be something fun and it may just be nauseating and in which case I won't do anything with it. But sure. um, maybe give it a test run while you're at home and see, ha, what, yeah, yeah, <laughs> see what it looks like. Um, that's so funny because before I headed over here to the studio, I thought, Dimity and I haven't even talked about what we got for Christmas. I wonder what she got. So- <laughs> <laughs> I got, I got very um, practical gifts other than my GoPro or the, I should say, our family's GoPro. I'm getting all territorial <laughs> on it. Um, but uh, I got a new backpack for traveling. Mm-hmm. Um, uh-huh. It's American Chiropractic Association approved, so oh it will my help God. my back with traveling. Oh, my goodness. Um, the nerd squad. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Did, uh... It's actually a really nice backpack. It's a North Face backpack. It's a nice I'm Oh, so it looks good. So it looks it good. Doesn't, yeah, it doesn't look like, you know. Orthopedic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh It doesn't look like, uh, you know, the Velcro shoes that I usually wear. Um, (laughs) and, uh, what else? I just got, you know, practical stuff. I got a new neck pillow. Oh Um, my gosh. Look at that. It's like, it's like back happy Christmas for Dimit. Exactly. (laughs) Well, I, you know, I basically sent links of what I wanted to grant. Mm -hmm. I sent him a link. This is okay. I love my husband. Let's just put that out there. Um, so this is what I sent him a link to for, um, for Christmas. Um, I wanted a new plastic spoon that we had lost somewhere and on a bike ride back from the pool. Uh-huh, because it's um, important to carry a spoon while you ride a bike. <laughs> it's really hard. Well, it, well, and it's my favorite spoon. It was, you know, it was in a bunch of stuff. But, like, when you – it was a staple in our kitchen. Let's just put it that way. I wanted a replacement for that. I wanted a new backpack. I wanted a neck pillow. And I wanted a pair of Sorel boots, um, winter boots. Uh-huh. Um, and guess what I got? I got a spoon, I got a backpack, I got a new neck pillow, and I got a pair of Sorel boots, which is plenty. I mean, I'm not complaining about the number, but I was like, okay, wow. Well, what would have happened if I hadn't sent you that annotated Amazon list? I'd like to say I wish there was. I wish the theme song to the movie The Jerk was well known because I would ask our producer to underlie it right now because you sound, I know you wouldn't remember the movie, Dimity, but it's like Navin Johnson. It's like, all I need is this. Oh, no, I totally remember that one. All I need is this lamp, and that's all I need, yeah. and I'm good. All I need is this lamp and this the, the little paddle ball thing and the and this ashtray and this <laughs> yeah exactly so what did you get for christmas 
Uh, I got a trip to Mexico. Um, so that was better than Sorel boots. I got it. <laughs> yeah. So there it goes. Sorel will never be a partner with another mother runner. No, I love, I love those boots. Holy cow. I love them, but you know, uh, oh, good. you know, between Mexico and a pair of Yes, boots winter that help boots. you survive the polar freeze, you <laughs> yeah, know? Yeah. So, um, well, I, I did not get a plastic spoon, but I did get um, wooden salad, you know, tossers, you know, the a spoon plus a little tong type thing. Oh, nice. Yeah, Jack got those. And, um, I mean, we have plenty of them. I didn't feel we had not lost them on a bike ride, so I didn't feel the need <laughs> for a replacement set. So they were a surprise gift. <laughs> they, were, right. they were. And... Um, Oh, let's see. Um, gosh. Um, well, Daphne made me a necklace out of some shrinky dinks. Oh, very nice. And John gave me a crystal that had been lying around the house for a while, but he put it in a box. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. I actually, I took it one step further. I don't just send a list. I actually buy a few things for myself. And so I had put them in a bag in Jack's closet that, you know, was labeled like, 2013 Christmas presents for Champy or something like yeah. that. And yeah. so um, I bought this really nice infinity scarf um, kind of for, you know, wearing outdoors, not so not a fashion indoorsy type scarf. And I had actually got a box from the store where I bought it. And I'm like, sweet, it'll be so easy for him to wrap. Did the bugger wrap the thing? No. No. And then, so then, you know, the, oh, I was very elaborate. We were gone actually for Christmas Day itself. And so I thought I was very clever. And I took all our gifts over to the neighbor's house and gave them a key to our house. And so then they could sneak in and play Santa and leave them under the tree so that when we left on the 19th, there wouldn't be any gifts. And we got back on really late on the night of the 27th, there would be gifts. And so... Jack had not done that, so he brought his things down on, you know, the morning of the 28th when we opened it and then just shoved the stuff under the tree. And, the, you know, of course, one of the kids opened the box because they thought it was there. So I'm like, it's oh, like my one present I'm getting and it's not even wrapped and now John's opened it. And uh, and then, like, one of the things I bought was a um, new lip gloss from Ulta, Dimity, that I figure at some point we'll probably be sharing on a road trip. Exactly. What color did we get? Yeah, we got, um, it's kind of, I felt like we had enough of the um, kind of pink family. So this mm-hmm. is more toward the nude slash orange, not orange, is it, you know, so more kind of that shade. So when we're wearing more, orange. More neutral. Yes, yeah. yes, with, you know, a hint of um, skin warming color. And so... Um, so I, so, you know, and then I go through my stocking, I'm like, um, where's the lip gloss? And so, oh, oh, it's still here in the bag. Uh. <laughs> yeah, like you said, we love our husbands, you know. Hey, I didn't Sometimes, say that. I didn't oh, say that. Okay. No, I joking. love your husband. No, I'm just saying, uh, you know, holidays, maybe not, you know. This although, although I got to say in Grant's defense, oftentimes you will be wearing a necklace or another piece of jewelry. I'm like, oh, I really love your necklace. And one of the main, you know, I always covet your jewelry. And you're like, oh, thanks. Grant got that for me. So he, yeah. does, he does have he some. He used to buy me some good stuff. He, <laughs> he did. Um, I feel like, you know, a little bit. We've settled into more, what do you want? Okay, that's what we'll get, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, kind of maybe the newlywed sheen is off. Well, and I think, too, it's 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 just hard to buy styly things for somebody else mm-hmm. um, at mm-hmm. times, you know. So I think he's maybe been burned. Yeah. I don't know by who a couple times. <laughs> I got not naming names and she's not speaking right now. But anyway. Um, I, got, I got Jack a um, shirt, the t-shirt that I thought was very cool because he, I don't know, hasn't gotten a new t-shirt 
in in eons and you know i don't know here in portland like dudes like wear you know clever t-shirts that are kind of an interesting color they're not like you know bright red and say the bulls on it or something like that and so i um got him one at the one of the holiday craft fairs that i went to i got him this uh charcoal gray shirt that says um oregon republic of beer and it kind of looks like soviet era art and Yeah, right. Right? I thought it was kind of cool. Jack likes beer. We've been to the Soviet Union, you know. I dig Soviet art. And he's like, oh, uh uh-huh. I'm like, all righty then. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what I mean. You know what? That's why zero expectations. Zero expectations for the holidays, except for that the kids, you know, are going to have a good time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So. Yes. So, well, today we did not come on to just talk about Christmas. And, I know. We and didn't even talk about... And we'll, then you we'll barely just... talked about your training. Right. So we'll talk... We'll save that for another show. No worries. Uh, um, so it is uh, kicking off our first Q&A of the year. And why um, I put up a, a request for these questions on our Facebook page this morning. And, and gosh, I was really pleased by how many we got in. We got close to about 70 questions. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. We're so, just going to do 65 of them right now. Right. So just buckle were, on in. There were a couple repeats. We, we cut those out. Um, so, and I tried to, um, you know, choose ones that kind of related to winter or coming back from some time off or that sort of. So I tried to have a little theme, but, but um, not entirely. So... Before we go to our questions, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. This podcast is brought to you by Audible.com, the Internet's leading provider of audiobooks with more than 150,000 downloadable titles across all types of literature and featuring audio versions of many New York Times bestsellers. For our listeners, Audible is offering a free audiobook to give you a chance to try out their service. Dimity, I think you have one audiobook you'd like to suggest people consider. Um, Yep. I just finished a book called Big Brother by Lionel Shriver. Um, She's actually a woman, just Mm. in case you're thinking Lionel Richie. Um, But I'm not a big fiction girl, but I really, really enjoyed this book. She's a very talented writer. Um, The story is about a brother and sister relationship as well as a marriage. And it has a uh, a trick ending that really got me. Um, Mm. So if you can hang through the whole book and and get to the end, it's... uh, it, it really uh, increased my respect quite a bit for the book. So nice. check it out. Nice, nice. For a free audiobook of your choice, go to audiblepodcast.com slash mother. Again, that's audiblepodcast.com slash mother. And now let's start with our questions. Okay, so our first question is coming in from a mother runner named Kristen, who wants to know, why can I never find my groove on the treadmill as I do outside? And I got to say, I can so relate to Kristen because uh, I... You know, I've said before that I live here in Portland, which allows me to run outside all year. But I, when we were in Mexico, I was a little intimidated to go out running. And so I ran three times for just three miles a piece on the treadmill. And I swear it was days past before I was done with those runs. <laughs> and uh, so the solution for me, just my personal thing was that I found when I covered up the display console that time and distance passed more quickly when I wasn't staring at each little blip, blip, blip as it went by. And, uh, but Dimity, I'm totally in awe of you because you have been putting in some double digit, uh, runs on the treadmill for training for Tinkerbell half. And so how do you get into the groove on that sweet Nordic track treadmill that's in your guest bedroom right now? 
Um, well, you know, I put on some good tunes, um, but no, uh, I will, I definitely do use good tunes. I did have to do a 10 miler. So this is mm-hmm. part of this will come circle back to the intro is that I miscalculated the number of where I was. Cause I kind of jumped into the finish it plan mm-hmm. and I put myself in a week. What did I do? You started a week too early. I started a week too early. So basically I did my 13 mile run, which was my longest and longest run a week too early, <laughs> which, you know, I mean, and I had which written is about kind of like a classic dimity thing to do. It is. It is. And this was a day, like I got up, I, I put it in our newsletter last month. I mean, I had to get up, I had to be on the road at 6 30 AM on a Friday morning to get it done, to be back in time for a 9 AM call at a, a 10 o'clock meeting. I mean, I was definitely like, I've got to get this done now. And um, it turns out I didn't have to get it done. And I had a whole seven days to wait. So anyway, so after I did that, I decided I needed to circle back and do one more kind of longest run because that mm-hmm. wasn't the, the most – the 13 miles wasn't a banner day for me. Um, so I did 10 miles, and we did have quite a snowstorm here this weekend in Colorado. So I did 10 miles on the treadmill, and um, and here's how I did it. I listened to a podcast. I listened to an inter- an old interview with David Letterman um, for about forty minutes or not, so. Not our podcast. We have not had David. David Letterman is not a mother runner. <laughs> as much as I wish he were, he's not. Um, and so I did that, and I covered up the display as well. I do think it can get a little tedious watching. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have a track, and so it's four hundred. You know, it's four hundred, four hundred, and I'm just like, I can't, I can't watch that. So. I tried to concentrate on the podcast and then what really made a difference, that was, that was hard. I got to say, I found a lot of distractions. Like I was too hot. I was too cold. I needed the window open. Oh, that drawer is bugging me. I got to close it. Oh, Oh I need more noon. You know, like I definitely, I mean, and I kind of justified it in that, like, well, I, you know, I would probably take a walk break and eat a gel or, you know, maybe we're stopping for a picture right now for Tinkerbell or whatever. I'm I'm Instagramming right now. Yeah, exactly. Um, And so uh, I did that, but then what really made the time pass and I did put on a good, a good soundtrack mm. and I gave myself little hill repeats. Mm. Um, and then this is totally, again, a dimity thing. The Nordic track treadmill that I have, which is a 1750 has, goes down to a three negative 3% decline. Okay. So that's really fun. Cause you get to kind of pretend like you're running down downhill. Sure. So I would go up 3% for one song Ooh. down to 3% Ooh. for one song, uh-huh. 2% <laughs> negative two, one, one, zero. And then I'd start that again, song by song. And it's a little bit of, you know, the advice I've given a couple of times on here is just touch a button every minute to kind of mimic the outdoor terrain. So I did switch up the speed a little bit and then I did climb and then I came down and I, you know, and so that to me is a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, one thing, I think why this training plan has been a little tough for me is there hasn't been a lot of variety in the runs because I'm just, I'm following the finish it plan, which is more about just covering the distance instead mm-hmm. of getting a certain time. Mm-hmm. And, um, like we just had Bree, my coach last week on the podcast, I was listening to that and I was like, we were talking about the pickups mm-hmm. and I was thinking I'm a little, I'm a little missing those. And so, you know, to pass time on a treadmill, I would definitely like give yourself little challenges like, okay. Every time, you know, at every interval of five minutes, I'm going to pick up the pace, you know. Since 2011, BarkBox has been committed to making dogs happy. For humans, BarkBox is a delivery of four to six natural treats and super fun toys curated around a surprise theme each month. For dogs, BarkBox is like the joy of a million belly scratches. BarkBoxes include all-natural treats and innovative toys to match a dog's unique needs, including allergies and heavy chewer preferences. Not a phrase I say every day. 
Dimity's dog Mason, an energetic Weimaraner, is eagerly awaiting his first BarkBox. Dimity let BarkBox know the breed, size, and even name of her dog, as well as the all-important chewing preferences. And now, on the 15th of each month, a new box will get shipped to Mason. Each monthly box is themed, like Country Fair or Brooklyn Hipster, with new and unique toys to keep dogs engaged, interested, and happy. If your pooch doesn't like something in the box, BarkBox promises to send something they'll love, for free, because BarkBox is all about dog happiness. Choose a plan. One, six, or 12-month plans are available. Cancel any time. Free shipping in the continental U.S. For a free extra month when you subscribe to a six- or 12-month plan of BarkBox, visit BarkBox.com AMR. That's BarkBox.com AMR. Woof! Thanks to StoryWorth for supporting our podcast. StoryWorth is a subscription service started by a fellow who wanted families to be able to share their memories and anecdotes with each other. Here's how it works. Purchase a StoryWorth subscription for someone you love, and each week, StoryWorth sends that loved one an email with a question about his or her life. The person either replies with his or her story via email, or records it by phone by calling a StoryWorth number. After a year, the stories are bound in a lovely, hardcover, keepsake book. My husband Jack and I gifted StoryWorth to his dad, and we're especially looking forward to hearing his tales about going to medical school in Dublin, Ireland, which is where Jack was born and spent the first four years of his life. Then we'll share the book with Jack's siblings. For $20 off, visit StoryWorth.com AMR when you subscribe. That's StoryWorth.com AMR. So I'm going, you know, 0.5 miles an hour faster just mm-hmm. for a minute, you mm-hmm. know, and then come back down mm-hmm. and do that again when you hit, you know, 10 and 15 or maybe it's every 10 minutes. But I just think having little mind games like that is, is really important. And then when I got done with the 10 miles, I had a really big relevation, which I'd like to share right now, if I have your permission, Sarah, mm-hmm. is that the treadmill builds mental toughness <laughs> in a way that I think it really does in a way that, you know, just running on the road doesn't for me. I mean, because it is really about just hanging Hang in. Yep. I am running. Mm-hmm. I am going to have to do this for a while. So you've got to find a comfortable space for it. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got to find a comfortable mm-hmm. mental space to be there. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that's not one of my skills. And so I think, and especially, you know, if you, if you crank up the speed and say, okay, I'm going to see if I can run a nine minute mile or an eight minute mile or a six minute mile or whatever your you know, what is hard for you mm-hmm. and say, I'm just going to be okay with this because I know I can handle this and just do it. Yeah. Oh, and I think, I think it builds mental toughness, just, just not getting off the thing and walking away from it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, <laughs> totally. Know? Well, and the other, and then I'll get off my treadmill um, pedestal Horse. right yeah. now, <laughs> my treadmill decline pedestal. Um, but the other thing that's really, really good for, if you have, you know, if you knew that, if you know they should be in the treadmill, you know, one run, out of a week, say, mm-hmm. do your speed work on it. I mean, really, really do your speed work on it because again, it teaches you to run fast and make you hang in there when, you know, if you were doing a, doing it on a track or doing it, you know, intervals and trying to just keep pushing yourself, mm-hmm. you may let yourself even subconsciously weigh off, even though you don't think you are. Mm-hmm. And that machine, it's got no love for you. <laughs> spit you off. The, it'll, it'll, it'll spit, spit you, you off, off the back. back before it slows down. So, oh my goodness. You and I, um, you and I are like echoing each other. Like, like <laughs> we haven't talked much over the break, but suddenly now we're finishing each other's sentences. Uh, exactly. Um, so anyway, yeah. All right, so that's that. But yeah. yeah, so that's how, you know, it, that's how you get through it. That's how you, um, you know, groove is in the heart, right?
So we have a lot of ladies coming off the injured reserve list who posted questions for us, like Tammy, who just got cleared after a fractured foot, and Tracy, who had plantar fasciitis. And they all want to know the best way to resume running. And Dimity, I'm thinking you're the gal to feel this one. Why? Why do you say that? <laughs> I seem to recall, I just, I, out of the reaches of my mind, I seem to recall that you have come back from injury Oh, you know, Uh, more times than I've given birth. Let's say that. (laughs) Right. That's Um, true. um, Yes. There, there is definitely a way I feel coming back from injury that has been, that has worked well for me multiple times. Um, And that is to take it slow and to check your ego at the door and your ambition, leave that at your house. Mm -hmm. Um, And so what I do is I do a walk run pattern, um, usually 20 minutes of that for, one or two weeks, depending upon how long I've been off. And it could be, you know, I, I typically do maybe two and two, two minutes running, two minutes walking, or three and two, or one and four. It just really depends upon what's going on with my body and how long I've been off of running. Mm-hmm. But I definitely, you know, I, I never run for more than four minutes. Um, and I really try to think about my form, think about being light on my feet, think about using my arms, you know, just really think about coming back to the basics of running and just get a solid foundation again and just get my body used to the motion. Mm-hmm. Um, so 20 minutes, like I said, and I'll probably do that three or four times a week for two weeks. And then, you know, we'll slowly start to add and slowly, if you're so inclined, um, and then just kind of take it from there. And then if you want to jump into a training program, like a, our 10 K finish it program, or even maybe the half marathon finish it, um, you could do that. But, but really it's those first couple of weeks are critical and it's not a five mile run the first time out. And it's not even a five mile run, you know, the third week out, it's mm-hmm. really just time. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so much also so important. I found when I was coming back from my plantar fasciitis, like Tracy is, and I'm sure a lot of other women out there are too. It's so important to tune into the signals that you're getting from your body. Like I remember I was starting to run a little bit when I was out of my parents' house and they live in a very hilly part of Connecticut. And so there was really no, no option, but to occasionally go down a hill. And I just religiously walked down those hills because the extra pounding, that was when my heel would kind of be like, yeah, I'm here. I'm here. I'm still going to bother you a little bit. So, you know, it's just listening to those cues. And even if you've set out to go 20 minutes, if after 10, it's not feeling good, you know, like, I don't know, take the shortcut back to your house or something. So, um, you know, it's important to be wise and because otherwise you're going to just be back on the the bench and not out there running again. Exactly. And, and if you have exercises, you know, you say you feel a hundred percent and you've been doing physical therapy exercises or foam rolling or just doing something that got you there, keep doing that mm-hmm. as you run. You don't get to, you know, just stop because it feels better. Yeah. Let's do a little prehab instead of rehab. <laughs> yes. Yes. <sighs> okay. Um, so Wendy asks, what is the best way to introduce speed work into my routine? Track, fart legs, Yasso 800s, where should she start? Yes. Well, my advice is to head for the hills, Wendy. Um, that for me, when, when I've been running one speed for you know a couple weeks, couple months, whatever, when I've been kind of ignoring the speed work and I want to ease back into it, I start by building my leg strength by doing hill repeats. And, you know, yeah, they're not the most fun thing in the world, but they definitely make your legs stronger. And then it's going to be a little bit easier to do those repeats at the track or the tempo or, or whatever it is you choose to do. Yeah, I think that's a, that's a great idea. Um, and I, I think that hills are, that, that's where I start too, Sarah. I really, mm-hmm. they're the best, like, you know, two for one strength mm-hmm. and speed. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and and good calves to boot. So you know. <laughs> Um, and other ways that you can introduce speed work into a routine, um, like you mentioned fart legs, which means speed play, you know, uh, in Swedish, I think. Yeah. In Swedish. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want me to speak some more Swedish, Sarah? <laughs> <laughs> I can say my name is Dimity. Jag hater Dimity. <laughs> that's it. That's in Swedish. Okay. Um, thank you. I can also say, um, oh, what's that really good kind of chocolate? From uh, Sweden, they used to Tobler. sell it at IKEA. Yeah. No, t- that's what that's Swiss. Uh, I don't know. Um, dime. Oh. It was dime. D a i m. And they used to sell it at IKEA. It's like toffee with um, chocolate on the outside. Oh. Anyway, that's that's neither here nor there. And so one way you can do it is you can put little dime chocolates <laughs> right. along the path and run from one to the other when right. right. eat them yeah. as fast as you can, and then go again. No, I'm just um, so, so actually, I mean, some of the things that I mentioned on the treadmill thing are actually great to just introduce speed work. Those pickups that I was talking about where for a minute or up to that telephone pole or a, or a mailbox or, or, that a bench or whatever, mm-hmm. yep. you just go really just think about moving your feet faster. Don't think about, I'm going to run faster. Just think I am going to make my feet and move faster. Like pick up my cadence, try to make myself just a little bit more rhythmic and a little bit more efficient Mm -hmm. for a certain period of time. And then if you need to, you know, take a walk break after that, you can, or you can just ease back into your regular pace. Um, Mm -hmm. And you can do that anywhere. You know, I would probably, if I was doing it for my first time, I'd probably do it about three or four times in a run just to see how it goes. And then you can work up to, you know, eight to 10. Mm -hmm. Um, that's one easy way to do it. Um, another way is strides, which, um, again, Bree, my coach talked about last week on our podcast, the one about planning your races, but basically you finish a run. So you just go and run three or four miles, easy, your normal pace. You arrive back at your car or house and you just pick up the pace for, you know, a hundred yards, which is maybe 20 to 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, you know, just kind of, again, just think about your leg turnover. Don't think about, oh my gosh, I'm going to go as hard as I can. And I'm just going to, you <laughs> right, know, until right. my lungs explode. It's just to think about, no, how can I run a little bit faster, a little bit more efficient, a little bit more fluidly. Mm-hmm. Um, and one way that I remember a coach told me a long, long time ago, and I still like to do it is doing them on just a very, very slight decline. You just get a little bit of the gift of gravity. So nice. I mean, it's not like you're doing them on a downhill at all. You're just doing them on a very, very slight slope down. Mm-hmm. And again, that kind of just teaches your body to, like the treadmill does, to run a little bit faster. Oh, and it can make such a difference. I have to say I was doing a tempo run by myself on Monday morning. And it's this road that I always thought was kind of flat. And then finally, when I was by myself, I'm like, no, it's not. It goes slightly uphill the whole way out and then slightly downhill the whole way back. And boy, it made it so much easier on the return trip. So sure. um, so those are kind of magic roads. But, you know, when you find one, mentally make a note of it and, and come back to it. So um, Cindy, who I know here in Oregon, asks a great basic question, and hers is training, time versus miles. Which camp are you in and why? And can you speak to the benefits of both? She sounds kind of like a New York Times interviewer or something there. But um, I think there's a time and a place for both, don't you, Dim? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Coming back from injury, minutes, not not miles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, coming back from, I mean, Angie w- asked a question on our Facebook page about coming back from the flu, you know, something a lot of people, unfortunately, are kind of um, waylaid with right now. Again, that's just something you're going to come back and not say, oh, I'm going to go out and do, you know, four miles. It's like, go out and do 20 minutes, go out and do 30 minutes. And, you know, even if you leave, you know, your, your GPS watch behind. So, but then... 
if you're training for a specific race, I think we're both in agreement that it's important to go by miles. All our training plans in Train Like a Mother and now our Prove It plans go by miles, not time. And I I think I could be wrong about why our coach Christine Hinton put them together that way, but it seems that particularly for slower runners, it's important to hit mile marks. So because let's say you're training for a half marathon, if a plan says that the longest run should be maybe two and a half hours, for some folks that might only add up to nine miles, which is totally fine, but that then on race day, that leaves a whole lot of unknown territory to cover. And so, but if that same runner is following a plan that's longest run is say 11 or 12 miles, then, you know, when she steps up to that starting line, she's going to know pretty much what's, you know, ahead of her on, on race day. Sure. Sure. Yeah. That makes sense. I mean, I think, yeah, I mean, I kind of think of minutes as running and miles as training. I mean, that's just a good, easy way to make a distinction. That's, yeah, that's brilliant. You should write that down. <laughs> um, and I, I mean, I spend a lot of my time on minutes. Uh, I spend a lot of my time on minutes. Should I repeat that one more time? I think you should. I spend a lot of my time on minutes because I, I like a, I like a nice 60 minute run. Like it's just a nice, sweet little round number. And I like, you know, 30 minutes out, 30 minutes back or, you know, mm-hmm. four by 15 or whatever. And, um, so yeah, so I, I really, when I'm not on a training plan, I often go by, Minutes and even some of my Ironman training, I, I, if I'm remembering correctly, I think it went by minutes. Mm-hmm. You know, a 45 minute run because again, that was more about just covering the distance. Um, and we knew that I would be ready for a marathon. I mean, I did go when I had when it mattered. I had to go 18 miles. I didn't get to go you 18 know. to 20. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not bring that one up again. Um, but uh, yeah, but, I, maybe yeah. maybe that's why you're you're um, kind of feeling a little um, taxed or stifled or bored or whatever by the training plan because you're do, you know you're having to to actually hit the miles and maybe you're missing some of those just nice round number runs. Yeah, I probably am. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. I probably am. I'm also missing the pool and my bike. Which is <laughs> <laughs> more which is more tangible than round numbers. Yeah, yeah. So I think we have about time for one more question. Um, so and let's jump down to the um one from Leah, because I just love this question. And um Dimity, I'll give you a, a minute to think about it perhaps. But um question is, what's the best encouragement you've ever received? She's asking us that question. And that, so, and I like this question because it's not the best advice, but it's the best encouragement. And, you know, kind of to me, I took that question to mean what what was the, something that somebody has said to you or done for you that really made you believe in yourself? And, and, um, so for me, it was, uh, in 2009 when I was training with Olympian Lynn Jennings, who won the, in 1992, was the bronze medalist in the 10,000 meters um, at the Olympics. And so I had the um, pleasure of having her train me for the Eugene Marathon. And it was her, it was, I sat down with her after we came back from Nike Women's Marathon, where I'd run my slowest marathon and said my fastest marathon. And I could just see it in her face and hear in her words that she believed in me, not only that I could run a sub four hour marathon, but eventually as time went on, she made me believe that I could get close to a 351. And uh-huh. I just validation felt, from outside. Yeah. Validation yeah, from outside saying- and, and you know, somebody who's really stepped stepped up her game and, and you know, showed in the world what she could do. And I just thought, wow, you know, like she, you know, here's a runner I respect greatly. And for her to um believe in that and just it was just also just so much in her 
the way she looked at me when when she would give me advice and things and, and so it was it was just not what she was saying but also kind of just the the intent behind it that really made me believe in myself and and get that mental toughness I needed. Yeah, when well, you did it, right? Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, I ran three fifty two. So three fifty two, sweet, yeah. sweet. Um, you know, that's it's a tough question, and I have, I mean, I have two things kind of swirling in my head. I think I'll settle on one, um, which is not. It sounds kind of corny, but it's I don't mean it to be. Um, but Grant, as you guys know, is my husband, and um, and he just his belief in me is just never wavering. And it's just, it's, it's amazing to me because <laughs> as I alluded to at the beginning, this is good, nice, you know, close it up, bookend this podcast. I'm not always the nicest. I mean, I'm definitely, you know, a loving spouse, but you know, I mean, it's hard to raise kids and have a marriage and, you know, always be very kind and loving and, and gentle. And, um, and, but he, that when it comes to my athletic pursuits, he just never bats an eye. He never says you can't not do that both, you know, both physically and, you know, and our schedule wise, you know, mm-hmm. when I wanted to do Ironman, he was like, yeah, go for it. Go for it. I've got your back, you know? Mm-hmm. And even now I'm actually signed up now for Boulder 70.3. And I was like, I'm like, do we, do we really want to do this again? I mean, I know it's, it's half the distance, but it's still, you know, still going to tax our family. He's like, Dimity, you are so much happier and just more productive when you're training. And I was like, Okay, well, I guess I'll take that as a as a as a good sign like that you yeah. get that about me. Yeah. After thirteen years of marriage, and just for him to say, yeah, like, and 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 he's, you know, and I'll come home and he wants to know my stats and he wants to know, especially on the bike, like how fast I went. And I just, I mean, you know, he's my own little like one person cheering crowd, and I'm I'm so grateful for that. So yeah, and he has I mean, he he. I mean, Grant uh, is a man of few words, but he definitely exudes such love and confidence and support of you. So oh, you thank know. you. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. I mean, you know, when I visit you all in Denver for work, I always see that, you know, he just um, he just has this countenance about him that shows that he um, he has uh, a lot of love and admiration for you. Well, he fears the badass mother runner comes down to it. <laughs> he knows what I am at my core. He knows if he wants to keep peace around the house, he's got to let my badass out. But anyway. Um, oh, goodness. All right. I'm curious. I mean, that's a great question. What piece of, what's the best piece of encouragement you've ever had? I mean, if you have one that you want to share on our Facebook page or, or tweet to us, I would love to hear it because I just, I think that that's a, it's not just advice. It's how somebody validated what you wanted to do, mm-hmm. which is really mm-hmm. a special thing. I think so too. Yeah. Yeah. So great. So, um, our Facebook page is run like a mother, the book, our website is another Our Twitter handle that Dimity just alluded to is at the mother runner. We're also on, um, Instagram as that. And our books are run like a mother and train like a mother. They're available on Amazon as well as on our site and many happy miles to you. Control. The ashtray, the power game, and the remote control, and that's all I need.